Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Tyrese. to push it to Aiden. A stop! Oh, what a shot by Maxi! Slip pass Strews for a fancy score plus the foul. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's Tyrese here, back with Maxi on the mic, episode two. A uh, little bit different scenery. Uh, this time we're in a hotel, not at the house. Uh, we're in the middle of a five-game, seven-night road trip. Miami, Dallas, Milwaukee, Indianapolis, Minnesota, and we're smack day in the middle of it. You know, this is this is, this is a great time. We're 2-1 so far. Uh, we want to get into some cool details of, of the NBA life on the road. Um, it's, it's, we, we laugh about the travel. We laugh because we're always complaining about getting on and off the plane, but I don't think we should complain that much, man. So uh, the, the travel is a lot, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot better than commercial. So we'll talk about it, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Talk about seeing the fam in Dallas, and, you know, episode two is going to be a, a great new scenery for you guys. I think the biggest difference traveling with, like, on the NBA plane and with your teammates and with the organization than traveling coach and traveling, you know, just by yourself it's so many different things, honestly, because I, I, I travel coach all the time. Like when I'm when I during the summertime, if I'm going to L.A. or if I'm going to who knows, if I'm going back to Philly. And it's even from just flying first classes. It's a lot different. You got to get there a little bit earlier to travel coach. You're going to security. Everybody knows it. Now I have pre-check and uh, that that's good. So I take off my shoes. But when you fly on the on the on the team plane, 
it's like you know where you're going. You automatically going like it's like different terminals. So you go to the same one, flying out of Philly. Uh, as soon as you get there, you flash the ID. They take your bags up, so you don't have to check a bag. They take your bags up and and put them on the plane for you. It's funny because as soon as you walk up on the plane, the entire player section is to the left at the front of the plane. So everybody, all the players sit up there. All I don't know how many of us it is, but the entire players sit up there. So everybody, you know, I think the next section is like the player development coaches. The section after that is the the you know the, the bench coaches. So like Coach Dog, Coach Sam, and all of them. Uh, BA, and then in the back back you have like sometimes you have the front office, sometimes you have the training room, uh, you have the strength and condition coaches, the masseuse, uh, and they sit back there. But uh, on the, when you make that left, it's funny because you you know who's sitting in whose spot. You know the big fella sits in the same seat every single time. Everybody knows where he's going to sit. He's going to sit in like the table. Then you have George Niang that's sitting next to him, Jage, and then I sit next to Jage. And then that's when we sit there sometimes, play cards, have a good time, and, and laugh. And that's that's a group right there that doesn't really sleep a lot on the plane. You know, that's that's a lot of laughs talking about the game. And um, we have a good group of, of of people on this on this team that talks after the games. Like it's not just get on the plane, sit down, and be quiet. Uh, everybody's up, everybody's talking, everybody's laughing, and I think that's one thing that, that helps us on the court as well. I have two funny stories that I, that I can talk about. Uh, one from my rookie year. And and one from last year about from just being on the plane. And my rookie year, you know, rookie duties. Me and Big Fella have been cool since my rookie year. Like, you know, he, he bought me a PS5 for, for Christmas my rookie year. Like he like we've been cool since like since then. So I was I was like his rook. So like I was I was carrying his bag, you know, that's what that's what you do as a rookie. And I just remember we was on one trip. We was on a trip like now, like a, a five games. Seven days, but I think this was like this is during COVID, so it was like a fourteen day road trip. We was playing catch up, and Joella had this huge bag, the bag that should really go underneath the plane, which really used to irk me. And we was like, you know, this is like February, so it's like when we're in cities like Minnesota, it, we were actually in Indiana. I'm walking up the stairs at Indiana. It's like it's funny that it comes full circle. I was there, I was here, and he has a huge bag, and it's snowing outside. So I'm, I promise you that the bag was heavier. Like it was, it probably weighed like three fourths of, of, of myself. So I'm like, I'm trying to like lift up the bag and, and, and I'm with my leg every step. In this particular city, we got to walk up a steep step to get on to the plane to, to check our ID. So I'm like, it's snowing outside. I'm trying to carry this bag that should be underneath the plane, like step by step with my leg. And I'm about to slip and fall back. And then the security's like, hey, hey, don't fall, young fella. I'm like, man, this bag weighs more than me. Like, so hey, I'm, that was cool. That's a funny story that I have. I ended up getting on the plane. I, I was messing with Joel. I'm like, bro, you got to put that bag underneath the plane. And he just laughed. Like, no, I want, I want to be able to have my bag as soon as I get off. So that's cool. And then another story is, this is another Joel story, because I guess he's always involved. And that's who I sit with at the little play. So we're sitting there, you know, we're about to play cards and, I don't know where we were going at this point. I, I want to say we was leaving Phoenix last year. And the plane is, like, shaking. It's, like, one of the worst terms. Like, I'm talking about dropping, like, hydraulics. Like, like if you've seen Soul Plane, like, that's what it felt like. And it's just, like, we're going up and down. Like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. But me with planes, I've been on so many planes in my life. You can't do anything about turbulence. So I just I just sit there and, like, kind of laugh and smile. 
But like James is holding on to the looking out the window and screaming, and Joel's like holding on to the to the top of the plane. You know, he's huge. Holding on to the top of the plane, he's like, oh, 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 okay. And the service kind of stops with him. He's like, ah, okay, do the cards. <laughs> it takes. I wish George. You know, when I get George, I'm gonna get George on here soon, and he's gonna talk about the story. But he's like, Joel was like so adamant. He was like so scared, holding on. Ah, ah, ah. Turn and stop that. Okay, do the chords. <laughs> now I bust out laughing, but that that you know that's that's pretty cool, man. But it's it's fun, man. It's fun being on the plane with with, with those guys. Like you, you really build team camaraderie on stuff like that. Plane meetings and uh, just being on the road in general because you're all you got. You know, sometimes you don't have your family, so we have like sometimes team dinners and those little meetings before shoot around. Those little bus rides from shoot around. On the way to shoot around, on the way back from shooting around, on the way to the arena, on the way from the game to the plane to fly wherever you're going home or to the next city. Those are, are times where you talk to your teammates the most. And I feel like Coach Dog always talked about how when he was playing, they didn't have phones. So, like, you couldn't get on your phone at halftime and check and text, blah, blah, blah. You had to talk to people. And I feel like this team is, like, we have so many vets and so many, like, kind of old school kind of guys that we don't just get on our phones right away, you know. We do have conversation. We talk about the game. We talk about how we feel about the game. And I think that's really helped us uh, become a better team. Being on the road is, is so much different than being at home. It's a whole different uh, type of routine that you have to go through. Well, for myself, I'll speak for myself only. It's a whole different type of routine. It's a whole different type of, of vibe that you have to go through because at home, well, I, I know that my chef's going to come cook the night before the game. Uh, I'm going to be chilling, sitting on my couch, watching basketball games, hanging out with my dog, hanging out with B. That's a pretty normal home game. But on the road, you got to find out what you're going to eat sometimes. Sometimes they do like a little buffet for us. But sometimes a lot of people, a lot of guys go out to eat in, uh, in you know, different cities. So I got to find out if I'm going to go out to eat. So in Miami, you know, I get there. I was so tired in Miami. This is really sad. You know, we only get to go to Miami one time this season. And normally, you know, you go out to eat, go grab some food and enjoy the warm weather in Miami. I did not leave my hotel room. That's how tired I was flying into Miami uh, from the night before. So I didn't leave my hotel room. I sat there. I ordered food, sat on my couch that, that I had at the hotel room and watched basketball all night. Got up kind of around like 11, watched a movie and I went to sleep. So now I'm asleep. You get up around 9 a.m. because shoot around. You know, the bus leaves to shoot around by 9.45. So I get up, 9 o'clock, brush my teeth, wash my face, do all those things, um, head downstairs. It's like we have this buffet, buffet that's that's a spread for us. And uh, you kind of have whatever you want. You know, you have a smoothie station, omelet station. You have pancakes, fish toast, whatever you really want. And uh, I go down there. I normally make my breakfast. I, I make the same smoothie. Every single time I go, you know, I kind of got the recipe for my chef. I got Strawberry, banana, pineapple, honey, almond milk, ice—same thing every single time. It's it's like clockwork, and that's the thing about being on the road. It's it's literally like clockwork. It's like um, you know exact. It's like a routine. You know exactly what you're gonna do. It's not. It's, you feel like a robot almost. It's not even. It's it's like a. It's like work. You know. It's not even like a, it doesn't feel like a job. Like like playing an NBA. It feels like you know work. Like a routine. Uh, I do that, and I get on the bus to go to shoot around, have a shoot around, come home. Uh, first thing I do when I get home is I, I make myself the pasta that they have, have like a big pasta buffet. 
So I go down there and make the you know make myself a pasta, make myself another smoothie, come upstairs, and then when I get upstairs, now it's time to like start locking in on the game. I normally always watch the film that they send out uh, while I eat my pasta, call my mom while I eat my pasta. I always that's funny because I always call her and she's like, dude, why you always call me on the road and you're like act like you're starving? And I really do be extremely hungry because I'm coming back in from shoot around and I just ran off all the energy that I used that I ate. So um, I do that, take a shower. And after that, now I'm, I, it's, I'm a big nap guy before games. So as soon as I, I get that, I try to find a way, look at the bus schedule to get myself a two-hour nap in, in advance. Take that two-hour nap, and I get up. Now we're on our way to the gym, and, and it's, it's go time after that. I'm a big-time nap taker. That's not just on game days. I'm a big time nap taker every day, no matter what day it is. I think it's because I get up so early. I'm an early riser in the summertime for sure. When I get up so early, working out at six and you know going through that whole routine that I go through. Through the middle of the day, after you've worked out three times before eleven o'clock, you you got to find a way to to get some more energy to do some other stuff at the at the end of the day. So I've always been a nap taker, like. I think maybe because I have, like, this old soul hanging out with my grandmothers, and they take naps, and um, they kind of just made me inherit that into my daily lifestyle. The nap is so crucial for me uh, on game day, though, because I know it's going to be a long night. I know I'm going to need the energy um, at the end of the at the end of the night, and um, because I take these naps, my adrenaline is pumping so much after the game, it's hard for me to go to sleep after games. But that's okay because it, it gets me through a game where I have to play, you know, sometimes a lot of minutes my rookie year and my second year, I would always get on the first bus because my, my shooting time, the shooting the shooting time is a cool thing in the NBA because like my rookie year, first couple games, I had like the, the earliest shooting time. You shoot like a group. I shot with like Paul Reed, Isaiah Joe, but uh, you shoot kind of with a group. And then, you know, they kind of just go like every, every 15 minutes, every 15 minutes. So the game would be at seven o'clock and like my shooting time, my rookie year was like, 3.45, like, I'm like, what? 3.45, that's so early. Like, I didn't, you know, as a, as a rookie, you're like, geez, I got to get, to, I just had a shooter around. I got, I'm not going to get a chance to take a nap. So, I remember my rookie year, I was, I used to rush out of shoot around, like, and, you know, at rookie, you have so many different duties. Like, I had to, like, Danny Green made me go get donuts every single, like, shoot around morning, and they had to be there before, like, he got there. So, I had to get to get up early to get uh, the donuts and I had to get to the uh, facility before everybody else, all the other players to get to make sure the donuts were there for when they got there. And I had to get my workout in uh, before all the vets got on the court at shoot around because I knew if the vets got on the court while I was on the court, I was going to be the one getting kicked off. But um, the first bus on the road, I was getting on that my first and second years because like I said, my first year, my rookie year, I had the earliest shooting time. Uh, until like kind of way midway through the season where I started playing a little bit more. So it kind of backed up my time a little bit. I, I got to shoot by myself. That was pretty cool. Then my second year, because I didn't know what, you know, we didn't know like what the situation was going to be. I ended up starting, but my shooting time was still like two and a half hours before the game. That's just because I'm, I'm young. I was a young guy. So I was starting, starting the whole year, but my shooting time was still so early. So I, Sam Cassell used to get so mad because he had to come earlier to, like, help me work out. He's like, man, you got to back up your shooting time, man. This, this is ridiculous. I'm like, what, what you want me to do? Like, I'm, I'm a young. He's like, nah, I don't care about that, man. You play 35 minutes, 38 minutes a game, you got to back up your shooting time. So it was, he used to say that every single time we got on the court. I'm like, Sam, I am not the coach. 
you that I think that's like more of your area. I just show up where y'all need me to show up. But yeah, so I was getting on the first bus. Now, like I said, this is kind of like my first year. I knew where I was going to be. I knew what kind of role I was going to have. So they backed up my shooting time to to ninety on the clock, and I, I shoot with Tobias. So I could like Tobias rise the third bus. I could I could have enough time to get on that bus, but I still feel kind of weird because that's like. When all the vets come in, like I'm like that's when PJ Tucker is here and, and, and Tobias and JH and the big fella and that's even when Coach Doc and them come. So I'm like, eh, I'm too young to be on that bus. So I'm just gonna get ride the second bus. So now I ride the second bus. I get there, I get the chance, I get to eat, I get to kind of sit there and kind of get my mind right before I get on the court. And uh, that that's pretty cool too. So those buses is it's, it's funny, man. It's, it's a lot that goes into that. It's a lot that goes into it. a lot of thought. I'm just sitting here telling y'all that from from my perspective of it. Like, I could get on the third bus. Nobody would probably say anything, but it's like, mm, I'm going to get on the second bus because I'm still young. I'm still – I think I'm still growing. I'm still trying to work my way up to the NBA. But, uh, you know, that's it's almost, it's also a really cool situation that, that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, those are all great stories. But right now we're going to take a quick break. Um, coming up next, we'll talk about the last four, three or four games that we've had. Miami twice playing the same team. We'll talk about the Miami-Dallas back-to-back, hanging out in Dallas with the fam. And then after losing to Dallas, playing against Kyrie and Luka, having to fly to Milwaukee and play the the Bucks, who've won 16 straight games. I think they have the, the best record in the NBA. So it didn't get much easier for us. So we'll talk about that. And uh, who knows, we'll have a lot of fun um, in this next segment. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. We play the Heat on Monday at home, fly on Tuesday to South Beach, and play them again on Wednesday. So we lose on Monday, tough game. You know, I think we, we fight back. We get into like a one-possession game. Um, Joel passes out to, to Jage for a three, and, um, you know, Jage misses – Good look, very good look. You know, we'll take that. We'll take that ten times out of ten. Uh, our two best players, you know, playing two man game. They trap Joe, passes out to James. We're shooting. I think this is his best year uh, from three, shooting like forty percent. And being guarded by Adebayo, double comes. Joel passes out of it. Harden for three, too strong, and that will do it tonight here in South Philly. Yeah, so you know he missed that, but we, we move on. You know, we move on. So now the NBA does this thing sometimes where you play. The same team, the same team, two two times in a row, and that gives you like this playoff feel. This playoff feel because in the playoffs you have to play the same team over and over and over again. It's the first one to four, so you, there's so many adjustments made between Monday night to Wednesday night, and this time we have to make an even bigger adjustment because you know Joel sat out because he was out for some injury. I can't remember, but um, now I'm, the adjustment we make is I'm in the starting lineup and. I replaced Joe, and now you got me, Mel, James, PJ Tucker, and Tobias. So now we're small. So we have to play a whole different type of a whole different type of game uh, against Miami. A whole different type of mindset. Uh, playing without the big fella, playing without a big in general. And our, you know, our biggest player is, is, is Tobias Harris, and he's what six eight. And PJ Tucker is basically playing small ball five. Without their all-star center, Joel Embiid, what, what a resounding performance. This got to make them feel awfully good on their way to Dallas for tomorrow night. Oh, I agree. So we have to play a lot faster. We have to play with a, a lot more pace. And, and defensively, you know, we switch one through five that game. Something that, you know, we try to do when, you know, if Joel's on the court or Joel can guard anybody on the court, but it's, you know, sometimes it's a little bit easier for us to do it like that. It's a valuable experience. Let's Coach Doc Rivers see uh, what he can do with this small lineup. I mean, this small lineup could be a real powerful weapon for you. Because I started this night, you know, now so many things change. So many things change. Like, I didn't know I was starting. I honestly didn't know I was starting until, like, uh, I think it was, like, Sam told me around 80 on the clock, 80, like 75 on the clock. So now, like, when I don't, like, when I haven't been starting, I would, um, when they call out the starting lineups, I would uh, go grab some Gatorade, stretch a little bit back there, and then I, I would come out right before tip-off. So that's what I was doing when I when I don't start. But when, when I start, I got to be out there for, you know, the starting lineups, and then I got to be out there, like, you know, right to start the game to get the first play. So that, that, that changed just a little bit, not much, because I still do all, like, my same routine as far as stretching with the band and foam rolling right before the game because that's just the routine I, I've always had. But yeah, you know the game went well though. The game went well. You know the, that was like my first time back in the starting lineup since uh, we played Sacramento, I think, and that was a while ago. I think that was since January. 
So it was cool, man. It was cool. We won the game. I played well. I feel like, uh, you know, the adjustments that we made, the coaching staff made, uh, really went well for us. You know, we, we sped them up. Me and DeAnthony, Shake, uh, J-Mac kind of just pressured the ball a lot more, trying to trying to make them start their offense around 15, 14 seconds. And then when you have 15, 14 seconds in the NBA, you kind of only get two passes. Now you got to play like one-on-one iso ball. And uh, that's what we really wanted to try to do. Playing the Heat, you know, down the stretch of the third quarter. So because you got to change your rotations because, you know, no Joel. So now you got to find things that work. And uh, it hopped out on them early in the third quarter. I think we, we pushed the lead to maybe, I don't know, 20, 25, something like that. And uh, because, you know, we did rotations differently, I played the whole first quarter and then I played the whole third quarter. And then, like, James came and got me at the beginning of the second and the beginning of the fourth. So it was spanning in the third quarter, late in the third quarter, probably around three minutes ago. They cut it. They cut the game. You know, Miami, it's a game of runs. So and, and at the end of the day, this is NBA basketball, and everybody's really good, and they're going to go on a run. So they cut the they cut the league down to like 11, I think. And, um, you know, I know we was out there and I, with the group that I was out there with, and we knew that that was going to be a big stretch. Uh, we had to try to push the league back up to where we needed it to be at the end by end of the quarter, or we could have let our guard down and let them cut it to a single-digit game. And that's what, that's what teams try to do. When you're up like 20, uh, or when you're down 20, you got to cut it down slowly. You know, you can't get it all back in one in one shot. So you're trying to cut it to 15, then you cut it to 10, and you say, all right, guys, let's cut it to five. And then once you cut it to five, that's when the, the other team gets tight because uh, they were up and they were comfortable. But, uh, you know, they cut it to like 11, and, we, you know, my, my thing was, you know, I just wanted us to go on a run, and I tried to be ultra-aggressive uh, out there on the court at this time. I was, you know, out there without James, so I was the playmaker. So I remember getting to the getting to the lane a couple of times and scoring, getting to the lane and passing the Daniel House for a three. Uh, I do remember this, this particular play, like a minute thirty left. Uh, we're up around. We pushed it back up from thirteen to like a, from eleven to like around seventeen. And I'm in transition. I get a rebound. Or I get an outlet. Paul Reed is running like he, you know, Paul Reed runs sprints the floor and he sets me like a, a flip step up screen which is really good. So I come off the step up. I think Jimmy's guarding me. Quick little hesitation, and I get bumped. And I know, I know, like, I've, I've been working on uh, drawing fouls, uh, you know, being around James. He's helped me so much with that, uh, him and Joel. So as soon as I feel the contact of me getting bumped, as soon as I feel it, I pick the ball up, and now my eyes are on the rim. And uh, Chris Johnson and Tim Martin, they've taught me, like, as soon as you pick the ball up, your eyes go. They have to go. If you're in a, in a scoring position, they have to go to the rim. Because now you have to find where my biggest thing is finding where the spots on the backboard that I need to use to make these layups. So as soon as I, I, I get the bump, I feel it. I can't shoot it with my right hand. I'm on the right side. And like the way my body's set up, I can't shoot it. I can't even get my right hand up. So I, I scoop under. Oh, what a shot by Maxi. Slip pass. Shrews for a fancy score plus the foul. It's funny because Chris, Chris, he saw the video and he's like, we always talk about the levels of the backboard. Level one is, is the lowest level. Level two is like mid-level. Level three is like top above the square. He's like, man, you, you shot that layup under level one. Like I snuck, like I literally like snuck it in, like it rolled. I don't know how I made it. Like it's just like the, the English of it was, was pretty cool. And uh, I make it, I get fouled at N1. I kind of do like a little smirk because I knew, you know, that was one of the ones that that, that the guy was with me on, on that one. But, uh, no, that was great, though. We, we, we I think we pushed it back up to a to 20-point lead. 
And, uh, you know, we finished it out pretty well. What can you say? Philadelphia outplayed Miami in every single way tonight. After beating Miami, you know, pretty pretty good. You know, that was a good bounce back win for us after losing to them, you know, a couple nights before. You try to move as quick as possible because you know you have to uh, to fly from Florida to, to Texas, which is, you know, it's not a quick flight. You know, it's good that you get an hour back. You're going from Eastern time to Central time. But uh, we played Miami at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, and then we played Dallas the next day at 6.30 Central time. So that's a quick turnaround, and then the flight's not short. So uh, we try to hustle, you know, get out of there. Thankfully, Joel, who takes the longest, was already dressed because, you know, he didn't play. So, uh, you know, he got out pretty fast. So we get on the plane, fly to Dallas. As soon as we land in Dallas, now it's like – I don't know what time it is. It's like 1.30, 2 o'clock. So now you're trying to hustle and bustle and get to your room and get your bags and, you know, do whatever you got to do to, to fall asleep as quick as possible because now you're trying to get your rest. And luckily, uh, like Coach Doc is really, you know, he's a player. You know, he, he knew he played before, so he knows how it goes. And um, he kind of lets us like, rest on days like that. So we sleep all the way to however much you want to sleep, but, like, there's no meeting. There's no shoot around. There's no no things like that. You get the rest like pretty much your entire day. You have the whole day off. So me, I don't got to sleep that much. And I, I'm an early riser and I'm still young. So I slept to probably about 10, 11 o'clock. And the bus then leaves to go to the arena to like, mm, I want to say 4 or like maybe like 3.45, 3.30. So I went, I got up, got dressed, and I went to, got in the Uber and went to my mom's house. I got to go to their house and uh, laugh with her and her and my dad and my grandmother because my sisters were uh, at school working and so I got to talk to them for a little bit. Then we had to go. I had to go go back and get on the bus, go to the Mavericks Arena, and play. You know, and that's honestly less than a twenty four hour turnaround. So uh, those are those are difficult games. Those are extremely difficult games. But that's just what comes with uh, the grueling schedule of the NBA season. And um, you know, it's it's fun. That's what makes the NBA fun because a game like that a high-level intensity game like that where you play it in Miami and you fly all the way to Dallas and now you're playing against Kyrie and Luka off a of back-to-back um, when your legs aren't the you know the most fresh they can be. That's what makes the NBA tough, but that's what also makes it fun and that's what makes it extremely competitive. Every time I play in Dallas, even since my rookie year, when I didn't play, I played like three minutes probably in the game against Dallas my rookie year. But ever since then, it's... It's, I'm a hometown kid, so I, I grew up in Dallas. I grew up in Garland. I played there. I didn't transfer to, like, a prep school. So I, I actually played at a, a normal public school <laughs> uh, that was, you know, real live public school, South Garland High School. And, um, and so I'm a hometown kid, and everybody wants to come see you play. It was cool, man. I got to see a lot of family. It's, it's, it's even funnier. I see the number zero and the maxi jerseys everywhere now. You know, that's that's a blessing. But seeing them in Dallas, it, it hits a little bit different because the people that you see in those jerseys, you, you most likely know them. And I was just waving to a lot of people throughout the game and seeing a lot of – trying to put smiles on people's faces because they put smiles on my face to come out to support me. You know, you don't have to. And, and in the mix of all this, you having a, a tornado – we're literally having tornadoes in Dallas at this time. And I, it's funny because we're in this arena playing basketball. The game is sold out. Everybody's having a great time. And on the outside of the arena, it's, you know, tornadoes going on. I, I have no clue. And that's why I said I was telling everybody who came out, I really appreciate them for coming because you're risking, you know, your life at the end of the day because tornadoes are dangerous. 
And um, you know, I really appreciated them that for that though. Even though we lost, I appreciate them coming. That this game was in particular, we were getting we were getting blown out. We were getting blown out. We were getting beat pretty bad uh, entering the fourth quarter. I was in there with a group, you know, me, J Mac, Pari. I think Shake was in there with us. Uh, I want to say George, and we went in down nineteen. I think we were down nineteen at the start of the fourth. And my whole thing was, you know, as we were a really good team, they called us off a of back to back as well, and. We caught, we caught them in a night where Luka and Kyrie played probably the best they played since they've been on Dallas as teammates. So it's like, you know, that's the, the beauty of the NBA. You can catch guys, you know, sometimes on their off nights, which, you know, that works that works out in your favor. You know, when you guard them really well and they miss shots that they normally make. And you can catch guys when they're having historical nights where these two were both having one of those nights. And... You know, my whole thing was when we went out there in the fourth quarter, Jade said it. He wasn't in the game, but he said to, to the group that was going in there, make them call the first timeout. You know, make them call the first timeout. And I just wanted to be extremely aggressive and, and trying to get to the paint uh, because, you know, the space was, uh, was a little bit open. And um, I just want to try to get to the paint, create for my teammates, create for myself, put the pressure back on there and make them call the first timeout. No lead is safe, and here comes Philly showing some life. So I think we went on a, a quick Maybe in a matter of two minutes, 9-0 run. Ahead of the field, Maxi. What a swing that is for Philly. Boom. And now they call him timeout trying to regroup. So as soon as we do that, we come back out and we run a play to give me like fake like I'm going downhill. And they do a good job of switching. And the players for me gets my right hand downhill. I think Tim Hardaway cuts me off. And I was able to do like a little step back, hit a three, cuts the lead to it went from a nine to six. Then we get a stop. We get back down. You know, I get in the paint again. Floater cut the lead from six to four. Maxi gets the friendly bounce. Timeout taken by Dallas. The Mavericks back up off the mat. So now we've we've cut the lead from 19 to four on a 15-0 run to start a four. So now we made it a game. That's the whole objective of, of when, like I talked about earlier, you're trying to walk the teams down and go from 15 to 10. 10 to 5. Now you put the pressure back on them. But unfortunately, we weren't able to you know, pull this one out. Like I said, Kyrie and Luka, you know, they were still having those type of nights. But uh, it was all in all a, a great scene. You know, after the game, I got so many text messages from like family and friends. Uh, they, they flashed my dad and my mom on, on TV a, a few times. And, you know, George always messes with me about, you know, my, my parents. He's like, do they like, do they ever like get happy when you score or anything? Because like, it's been two instances where I've seen them sitting courtside and, you know, you've done some spectacular things and your dad just kind of just sit there like with a straight face, no emotion, no nothing, no clapping. And he just looking like, mm, you know, he's supposed to be doing that. Your mom is doing the same thing. He's like, I've never seen them like get happy. And I was like, well, that's just, that's the tough love that they have. You know, I know that they're happy on the inside and, and proud of me, but you know, that's, that's, that's just who they are. You know, my dad's going to, he's, he wants us to win as bad as I want us to win, and he expects to see those things out of me. And, you know, I appreciate them for that. His father and mother are sitting here courtside, Tyrone and Denise. His father coached him as he was growing up. There's no surprise that he's ended up being the player that he is. Coming off the Mavericks game, tough loss, especially when, you know, you lose like that and lose to two really good basketball players who put up 40 on you. We get to Milwaukee the next day, and we go through shoot-around the day of the game of last night's game, and he pulls out the film. He's like, we're going to just move on from the Mavericks game because there was not much we could have done better. You know, it was a hard game for us. 
So we're gonna move on right into into Milwaukee and we'll watch start watching film. And we know it was our third time playing Milwaukee this year. You know, we played them so many different times, like three, four times a year, just the men in the East. And we know Giannis. You know, everybody knows Giannis and uh he's he's really good at basketball at the end of the day. He's really good at he's he's tall, he's athletic, he's strong, he has a lot of different like finishing moves around the rim where he's Euro and spin moving and or going through you. So one, not me, thankfully. I'm not the one guarding Giannis, but we have to prepare our bodies. You know, PJ Tucker has to prepare his body. Joel has to prepare his. Paul Reed has to prepare theirs because the bumps that they have to endure because of Giannis' strength is uh, is extremely hard. So preparing for a guy like Giannis, and it's not just one person guarding him. It's a whole five, you know, type of team trying to guard him and trying to wall up against him. And uh, you know, that's, that's, that's different because you don't guard everybody like that in the NBA. It's only certain people that have to get guarded like that, and he's one of them. Like he's he's kind of in that category with, with the big fella that we have. It's hard, no, it's hard, but it, it was great. It was a great matchup, though. Great game plan. I feel like uh, they got up on us early too. They in early in the third quarter, they got up. I think eighteen. It's another scenario where you know we just had to walk. We had to walk them down. Like I feel like we was out there in the third quarter again. Me and Joel and uh, that group that we had out there, we we're trying to weather the storm. Because they were going on the run. And uh, our, our objective then is just to weather the storm, make sure that it doesn't get out of hand, too out of hand for uh, the start of fourth quarter. And then, uh, you know, James Harden went out there and had a you know a James Harden moment. And uh, he had a big-time game. And he was um, – that that beginning of that fourth quarter, he saved us, basically. Middleton guarding Harden. He lost it. They got to go to work quickly now. Five on the shot clock. Harden pulls a deep three. And a bailout of epic proportion. He went out there. He created for everybody. He created for himself. And that group played extremely hard. That was a group of, of Jaden McDaniels again, Paul Reed, uh, George Niang out there. I think Shake was out there with James. So, like, the same – basically, the same lineup from the Mavericks game, but me and James flipped. And that was just the energy that they were bringing. I was up extremely hyped because – uh, I, we really wanted to beat them. You know, that's a team that we, you know, probably gonna have to go through to get to where we want to be at the end of the day. So every single time that you, you you play a team like that, that you know that you're gonna have to go through in the playoffs, you want to get mentally know that you're able to beat that team. And I think that does something for you come playoff time, and also to break their little 16 game win streak that they were on because they've been playing they've been playing great basketball. They've been playing really great basketball. They they got Chris Middleton back, and now they're kind of finding their groove or how they like to play again and. And that's a tough team. That's a tough out. You know, they're a great defensive team. So that was great. That was great. We claw our way back. And, um, you know, that, that group that James had out there to begin the fourth, they, they kind of set the table. Myself, I think Joel, I want to say Jalen McDaniel stayed in the game because Tobias and PJ ended up getting, like, they got banged up a little bit so they couldn't play. So it was a lineup of me, James, Joe, Jalen McDaniels, and George Niang out there to, to close the game last night. And we ended up finding our way to where George hit a three, James hit a three, and then we got to stop. So now we're, we're down one. And all I remember was Joel gets at the top of the key. He's about to swing it to, to George Niang. Drew Holiday rotates extremely hard to George Niang because he already hit four threes. So he, he's running, and uh, he fakes it. Ball fakes it, and now Joel gets like a, a wide-open three at the top of the key, and he drains it. You know, he drains that. It's funny. I was just messing with him a couple of days ago about how he doesn't shoot. You know, as many threes as he's been shooting, and in this game, he he shoots five and makes three. Harden drives it, and Bead three for the lead. Butter. And uh, I think there was two big ones down the stretch that he made. So now we're up two. We got to get a stop. 
we we get a stop, and uh, I always mess with our defensive coach because he, you know, he's on me about rebounding. And I'm able to get, I box out, and I'm able to get a, a big rebound, you know, late in the game. And I think Giannis fouls me. I fall to the ground. Holiday with a mismatch on Embiid. Ten on the shot clock. Missed it. Maxi with the rebound, and he's fouled. And, you know, now I got to go down here and knock down two free throws because we're only up two. And uh, we're trying to make it you know, hard for him to, to win this game. Go to the line. Uh, you always, my thing about going to the line late game is, uh, I work so hard. I work so hard when nobody's in the gym. I work so hard at 6 a.m. workout. Uh, how many free throws have I shot my entire life? My dad been on me about making really game free throws. And it's funny, I don't, I shoot a really good percentage from, from the free throw line historically. There was a time in high school where I think this is the only time I've missed big time free throws, knock on wood. Is um, I had a great game at state where I 46 points broke a record. And we're up to, same scenario, dang there, up to around the same amount of time. And I'm, I'm like 12 for 12 for the free throw line the whole game at State, my junior year. I go up there and I miss the first one. Then I miss the second one. And they come down and they hit a three to put them up one. I end up, you know, scoring or whatever and getting into overtime. But I feel like if I make those two free throws, you know, we, you know, we may have won State that year. But that's neither here or there. I, my mindset is going to the line is I put the work in. Bottom line, you know, I got track there, but bottom line is you go up there with the confidence to, to knock them down every single time and I make the first one. That puts it as a three, uh, one possession game, still a three point game. And I make this next one, I for sure can at least put it to a two possession game. And I go up there with confidence, knocking down, screaming, booing, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing in the stands as they should be. And that was great. You know, we, we, we knocked that one down, got another stop, I think, when somebody, I think JH went up there and made his free throws. And uh, you know, the rest is history, and that was a big-time win for us. Yeah, we're going to go to break now. One more break, uh, but coming up next, I'm going to talk about the pressure of these last few games uh, coming down the stretch of the NBA season. I really say like the last mm, month, honestly. It's like a month and a few days. And uh, right now, we're really just trying to get everybody on our team to step in the right direction and head towards playoffs. I'll talk about that, then I'll talk about what I'm thankful for this week, and I'll, and I'll talk about how I can get 1% better in the upcoming week that we have. So we'll be right back, and we'll finish this episode off on the right note. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Less than 20 games. The mindset now is, you know, we kind of know we're going to be in the playoffs you know that now we kind of know where we're going to be kind of seated. And um, the mindset going into every single game is, is about us. It's not about who we're playing. It's not about um, scheming for them. It's about finding out what, what best works for the Philadelphia 76ers, what lineups that we, that we like, uh, what rotation that Coach Doc likes, how we want to play with one another, uh, how can we, we incorporate different guys at different times to, to, to maximize our entire roster potential. And I think, uh, you know, the coach staff has been doing a really good job of that. And I think everybody's buying into what we have to buy in, buying into our roles. And I think that's the biggest thing that we're trying to build towards to the playoffs. And everybody's trying to play confidently and uh, their best basketball going into April. Every week at the end of the show, I want to take a minute to think about what I'm thankful for. And also, I want to tell y'all what I want to get 1% better at uh, for the upcoming week. So this week... I'm extremely, extremely thankful that I got to go to Dallas. You know, I, I got to go home. Being able to go home is, is more than playing the Mavs. It's more than seeing my mom and dad. It's seeing everybody. I got to see my sisters. I got to see my twin nieces. You know, as soon as I seen them, they jump into my arms, happy to see me. Uh, love them. I got to see cousins, old high school coaches. I got to see one of the managers from Kentucky that, that lives in Dallas. And I'm just so thankful for, for the support that I have back at home because that's not just normal. Uh, for everybody to come out and show love, like I said, during the tornado, <laughs> tornado warning, uh, I appreciate them for that. I'm extremely thankful for that. And one thing that I want to get 1% better at for this week is uh, taking care of my body. I kind of fell off uh, of, you know, getting some body work that I need to get done. And, um, you know, I, today in my off day, I got, I got some, some treatment. I have moved on, and I've been trying to, like, James has been on me, Joel has been on me, George has been on me about actually putting my feet in the ice bucket after every single game. So I just started that, and I'm trying to get, get it to where I'm 100% at every single game for the, for the rest of the year. I'm going to put my feet in there. I'm going to do that. I'm going to ice my knees, and then I'm, I'm going to get treatment after the game. You know, that's what, that's, that's what I'm going to get 1% better at for this upcoming week. And I got uh, two more chances on the road to do it, and then I'll make sure I do it at home when we when we get back. So I appreciate y'all being here. I appreciate y'all listening to, to Maxi on the mic. Uh, a different setting this time. I am in a hotel room using my, my phone with the mic that's on my phone. That's really cool, honestly. Uh, technology's crazy nowadays. But uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. And 
we'll see y'all next week. And I, I'll, I'll make sure that I have a guest that'll have to listen to me talk with the, the entire time. And appreciate y'all listening, though. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.